Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a radio show and podcast dedicated to the people of our region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. This morning, we're setting the table with the upcoming CSA Fair in Knoxville, a visit with Daniel Eisenbry of Knotts County Health Department, and the good work they're doing along with education to help our community eat more nutritious food. Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio segment, featuring Larry Prophet, whose mother Gracie founded the Ridgewood Barbecue in Bluff City, Tennessee. Plus, I have a big list of goings-on in our area, upcoming, that are food, farming, and agriculturally related, and a really cute little song by little Jimmy Dickens, plus a gospel number from Bill Monroe. Thanks for pulling up your chair to our table. We sure do appreciate your good company. If you're listening on radio or podcast or whatever high-tech device you might be tuning in on, we want to say thank you for joining us. And now with our theme song from Monroe County, Tennessee, it's Miss Emmy Sunshine. Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown, bring it to Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets and chard Chickens running in the yard Catfish frying in that lard Bring it to Tennessee farm table Cast on skillets, good and hot Watch it steam and crack and pop Cornbread bacon in that stove Bring it to Tennessee farm table Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Daniel Eisenbry is our featured guest this morning on the Tennessee Farm Table. He's going to share with us some of the important work he's doing concerning food security, the Knoxville chapter of Young Farmers, and co-hosting the Knoxville CSA Fair, upcoming March 19th, along with Nourish Knoxville. Daniel has worked for years in Knoxville with farming and delivery of nutritious foods in the community through CSA Beardsley Community Farm in Abbey Fields, and now he is the public health educator at Knox County Health Department. His goal is to help more people in the community eat more nutritious foods. Let's join Daniel right now and hear more about his work. Okay, so you are the public health educator concerning nutrition and food around the health department. Mm-hmm. Could you let us know some of the things you're doing out in the community on behalf of that? Yeah, so public health educator is sort of one of those, uh, almost like a catch-all title for yes. a, a type <laughs> of... Uh, so it, uh, the work that I do is is not always directly educational the way that you think about you know going out and doing a, a field trip for something or a lesson for at the end of the day my job is to find ways to get more Knox County residents eating healthier food it's very uh, nebulous when you look at it from from that that goal so I, I break that down in a number of ways um, that looks like addressing food access issues like we talked about finding where those pinch points are in the community, mm-hmm. uh, realizing 
you know, here's a here's a subset of the community that that would really benefit from the presence of farmers market or what have you. And then also increasing education. I approach it more from working with stakeholders, like food system stakeholders, and trying to make sure that the people who who are the change makers in our community know who they need to know, know about what's going on in the food system, where the holes are, where the where the resources are not making it to the to the right recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, so in addition to that, I I do a little bit of legislative tracking, mostly at the state level, um, and then some at the local level as well, just keeping an eye on what the policy atmosphere is like surrounding food issues. I think a lot of times that can be one of the most direct ways that we get impacted on a day-to-day level. So I try and keep track of some of that so that I can let people know what's going on uh, related to, to food legislation, as well as agriculture and welfare and water quality and uh, a bunch of different areas. And then I also I help facilitate the Food Policy Council locally, the, the Knoxville-Knox County mm-hmm. Food Policy Council, just some staff support for that, mm-hmm. uh, for those meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, that's a lot of good things that you're involved yeah. with. So yeah. I'm glad you're doing that. So each day looks a little different than the last. It's, it's nice that. to have the variety. We hear this term food insecurity. What does that mean? Yeah, it's there's a lot of jargon in the in the kind of food access world, and um, I guess you can you can sort of approach the idea of food security or food insecurity from from two angles. Um, often, I guess a more statistical uh, or academic approach, they use these screening questions. I like um, how many times in in the past 12 months have you felt anxious about having enough food for yourself or your family and depending on how people answer that question you can you that helps kind of create some of the statistics for a for a population scale and while those numbers are helpful certainly uh, to kind of direct some of my work the way that I think more about food security is in relation to what are the barriers to people accessing food and that can that can be anything from the cost of of food, transportation issues, um, literally accessing it, you know, getting to it, mm-hmm. availability, whether that's just seasonality or cultural appropriateness of types of food, quality of food, variety, and then also our our food environment is changing so drastically, and it's hard to keep up with sometimes. So I think that that can definitely be a barrier for folks as well to. So that's kind of the way that I approach the idea of food security. Uh, It's a little more from the the cultural side. Mm -hmm. Last time I talked with you, you said you're involved with a young farmers group. Can you tell me a little bit what that is? Sure, yeah. Uh, So a couple years ago when I was working at Abbey Fields Farm, started having some conversations with other local farmers about creating a local chapter of the National Young Farmers Coalition, which is a a national advocacy group for new and beginning farmers that tries to take on policy issues and then just other hurdles that that, uh, new and beginning farmers have to, to starting a farm and succeeding. So we started that chapter about three years ago now. And for our group, we we focus on trying to nurture resilient and equitable networks that 
promote a vibrant culture of, of support where new and beginning farmers can really thrive. And that sort of takes shape as potlucks and farm tours and film screenings. And we're still kind of, we're figuring out what our region needs us to be. But I, I really enjoy still having that connection to farming. Um, and I think that's another way that I approach the, the food security side of things is, is trying to promote the supply of local healthy food. And the Young Farmers Group is, is one of the ways that I am able to do that. I found out about it through Facebook. What's your biggest method of connecting with the community, with that group? Yeah, I, I would say it's about 50-50, our Facebook page. Uh, you can find under the East Tennessee Young Farmers Coalition. Uh, and then just word of mouth, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these networks already exist among local growers mm-hmm. uh, who really need to rely on each other to to kind of weather some of the, the burdens that are just inherent to farming. And so just kind of tapping into some of those existing networks. I'm glad you're doing that with your, your life, because that <laughs> really has big ramifications. The, statistically speaking, most current farmers are over the age of 60. Yeah. And so we really need young farmers and what you're doing with them. I'm I, I'm really so encouraged to hear this happening. Well, and I would be remiss not to mention my my other uh fellow organizers, um Camille Cody, uh who manages a farm up in the Tri-Cities area and uh Melissa Rebholtz uh, who's in Greenville farming as well. And they're they're the ones that are actually doing the hard work. They they wake up and farm every day. I get to come into an air conditioned office now, so it is hard. Yeah. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast with our guest Daniel Eisenbright. After the break, we'll hear more about the upcoming CSA fair. Here are a list of events today and upcoming in our area that are food farming or agriculturally related. David Vandergriff, UT Assistant Professor and Extension Agent, will share today how you can provide the highest level of care for your trees, as well as which trees that need to be pruned, when to prune, and how to prune. This is a kid-friendly workshop. There's no cost or registration to attend, and it takes place today, March 10th, from 10.30 until 11.30 at Stanley's Greenhouse in Knoxville. The Winter Farmer's Market by Nourish Knoxville takes place today at the Central United Methodist Church in Knoxville from 10 until 2. The New Harvest Park Winter Farmer's Market will take place Thursday, March 22nd from 3 p.m. until 9 p.m. The location of this market is the New Harvest Community Building at New Harvest Park in East Knoxville. They will be accepting donations of canned goods that day for the Love Kitchen. Meet farmers face-to-face and learn about community-supported agriculture or the CSA that's right for you at the 2018 CSA Fair. Visitors will be able to compare a variety of CSAs that deliver to Knotts County, sign up on the spot, or take home the comparison guide to sign up later. This CSA Fair will take place Monday, March 19th at Whole Foods on Paper Mill Drive in Knoxville from the hours of 3 o'clock until 6 p.m. 
This is a kid-friendly public event. There is no pre-registration and everyone is invited. The CAC Beardsley Community Farm has put out a call for sponsorships to send a child to the upcoming Beardsley Farm Camp, which takes place June 4th through 8th. The goal of the farm is to host a camp that is inclusive to all children of all socioeconomic levels. Also, there will be a community egg hunt at Beardsley Community Farm on Saturday, March 31st from 1 until 3 p.m. This is a free event for kids aged 2 to 10, and they'll have age-specific egg hunting zones. The Century Harvest Farm Foundation, along with Volunteer East Tennessee, Second Harvest Food Bank, and Hexagon Brewing Company is hosting today their first ever Harvesting Hope event from 3 p.m. until 7 p.m. at Hexagon Brewing in Knoxville. This event is an opportunity to learn about and sign up with Volunteer East Tennessee for volunteer opportunities at Century Harvest Farms Foundation, where the volunteers of all ages and backgrounds come together on the farm in Greenback to pick fresh fruits and vegetables that will be directly donated to Second Harvest Food Bank. All volunteers can make an impact regardless of age or experience. This event today is kid-friendly. Blount County Beekeepers will host Wooden Wear Workshop on Saturday, March 17th, beginning at 9 a.m. at the Masonic Lodge in Alcoa, Tennessee. This is an opportunity for anyone interested in putting their hives together with help of some seasoned beekeepers. You'll be shown the correct way to put together the hive bodies and frames, and we'll go over how to maintain your equipment. There's no charge for the class, and it should end around lunchtime. And always, links to all these events and how to get in touch with these people I've posted on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, under the link that says Listen to the Show. WDVX is in the midst of the Spring Fun Drive. If you appreciate this kind of community broadcasting and all of the programming on WDVX, We'd like to ask you to consider making a donation to this nonprofit, community-supported radio station at WDVX.com. Thank you very much. And let's join back with Daniel and hear about what we can expect from the upcoming CSA Fair in Knoxville, March 19th listening might not know really how a CSA works or what it is. Could you just kind of give us the broad view and then how it how this one will work? Yeah, sure. Okay. So a CSA uh, stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Um, and it's sort of a, a marketing idea for uh, for local farms started to gain momentum back in the 90s. And the idea was that you as a as a consumer, uh, as a community member, you're investing in a local farm by buying a share of their produce, a share of the bounty. You're in it for the bounty and for the risk. So the way that that looks for most farms that operate a CSA, for a certain season, whatever you agree to, you receive a, a box of fresh seasonal vegetables, whatever's coming out of the field at that time, once a week or every two weeks, whatever the, you know, the terms of the, of the agreement are. And what this does for the farmer is it allows them 
to have the capital that they need to operate a farm at the beginning of the season when they really need it for these uh, these big expenses like seed, fertilizer, and, and labor. You can imagine if they didn't have any of that money and, until when they get the thing to market you know, for tomatoes, you're talking about two months without any profit. So yes. it really does, it means a lot for the farmer uh, to have that community buy-in. And I think that as our food culture changes to be one increasingly of convenience, I think that this model is, it can be a way back to that, that sense of community because you are in a partnership with the, with your farmer. I mean, you talk about like know your farmer and, and local food, and these are all kind of trendy buzzwords, but, but this type of, of arrangement really can be a relationship uh, with the person who produces your food. And I, th- I think that's one of the, the more intimate consumer relationships that you can have. Well, this CSA fair, um, it's at Whole Food, is that right, on Paper Mill? Yeah, it, it'll be March 19th. Okay. Uh, that's a Monday. Mm-hmm. And it'll run from 3 to 6 p.m. in the sort of the patio parking area of mm-hmm. Whole Foods on Paper Mill. Um, and we'll have about, probably about 10 to 12 um, local farmers there. Uh, farmers really from all over the, the uh, East Tennessee region who deliver their shares to Knox County. Um, so if you live in Knox County and, and want to support uh, a local farmer, this is a great way to, to come out and, and meet them one-on-one, hear about the details of their share, because really no, no two are alike. A number of them have that, that sort of week-to-week model that that I talked about, but some of them are moving towards more of a uh, market style CSA where you you basically pick what you want and and not what you don't. Um, There are meat CSAs, vegetable CSAs, flower CSAs. If you you grow it, you know, you name it, it's, there's a CSA for it. If you've just joined us, you've been listening to an interview with Daniel Eisenbrei, public health educator with the Knotts County Health Department. Connect with all of my guests or get information on events I feature online at TennesseeFarmTable.com under the link that says listen to the show. And coming up, we've got Fred Saussman and his potluck radio segment with Larry Prophet of Ridgewood Barbecue out of Bluff City, Tennessee. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. At Ridgewood Barbecue in Bullock's Hollow near Bluff City, Tennessee, the sauce is tomatoey, sweet, sour, spicy, and secret. Only two people know how to make it. In the Prophet family, you have to be old enough and mature enough in order to be entrusted with the recipe. In 2002, when those conditions were met, Larry Prophet taught his daughter Lisa how to make the sauce that Larry's father had created in the 1950s. After my brother died, we were closed for 10 days. We came over here and my daughter says, I said, we're going to make sauce. I'm going to teach you the recipe. Two years ago, my brother said, we need to teach Lisa the recipe. And I said, no, it's not time yet. So we, we came over here that afternoon and on a Sunday afternoon, everything was closed, and, we, and I, I wrote the recipe down for her. She said, do you really remember the recipe? And I said, do you remember your Social Security number? I said, I've known this recipe since I was 16. 
And so I said, it's been in my head. And I said, now it's going to be in your head. I said, you memorize it. And when we started out, and I made 30 gallons of sauce. And she was memorizing. And I said, do you have it now? And she says, oh, yeah, I know now. And I, I said, now write it down. You write it down for me. She wrote the recipe down. It's a pretty long recipe. So she wrote all of it down. Then I went outside and I got me a pack of matches. And I brought it back over the sink and turned the water on. I struck a match to the recipes and I said, there goes your recipe. I hope it's in your head because it's only in mine and yours now. And so there it resides to the next generation. For Potluck Radio in Bluff City, Tennessee, I'm Fred Saussman. We want to say thank you for your good company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. If you like the show, please tell a friend about it. We'd love to connect with you on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and we will look forward to your good company next time. And remember, you can always listen to any of our five seasons or shows by podcast whenever you feel like listening on your schedule. Just search for Tennessee Farm Table. We thank East Tennessee's own community-supported radio, 89.9 WDVX in Knoxville, for letting us air this show on that station every Saturday morning as our media partner. They are a true grassroots, community-supported radio station. Have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.